Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Democrats control Congress. Bring on your subpoenas. Oh, they are coming. They are coming. A night of a thousand subpoenas is happening. Almost uh, instantaneously. As Democrats take control of the U.S. House of Representatives. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-468-8669. I am taking a um, different tact on all of this. Um... Uh, mostly to people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and some of the rather radical um, uh, people who have been uh, uh, elected. Ilhan Omar um, of of Minnesota, uh, who uh, a uh, Somali-American who also... Uh, holds uh, huge issues with 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 Israel to uh, to the point of anti-Semitism. Uh, I'll let other people kind of uh, get themselves crazy about it. And and the reason that I I bring that up is that uh, in taking a look at Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, you quickly realize first uh, I've often said she's not bright. Her based on her policies, not bright because her policies are not bright. Her policies are terrible. But she is extremely astute, it's obvious, at social media. Uh, and she is a fighter in social media. She is unafraid in social media. She's Trump, right? That's who she is. And there have been an unlimited number of stories about uh, uh, her uh, new Green Deal concept and uh, how the, it's it's the... It's the moonshot and it's uh, the civil rights era issue of our time all in, in, in one shot, right? This is our moment to really engage social, racial, and economic justice. That's what we need to do uh, right now. Um, and it was a really good piece by Noah Rothman over at Commentary Magazine that what she's looking at here and what she's discussing isn't really about doing something great. It's about envy of others who have already done great things. It's a pretty interesting way to look at it. But you also hear that Ocasio-Cortez, her plan is to challenge uh, Nancy Pelosi. For example, she's not going to vote for the Democratic rules because they don't do this, and she's going to push back on, on green that. And you realize it doesn't. there's no sense in us getting worked up about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. There's no uh, sense in... Uh, any conservative or Republican getting worked up about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez because while her policies and ideas are indeed a problem uh, because they are they are wholeheartedly ignorant. And I can prove it. I would debate her. The policies are ignorant. They get you nowhere. They are valueless propositions that have no capacity and possibility of actually working nor providing a better life to anybody. Right? I could, I could go through this and, and prove this time and again and more than happy to. Um, she's not our problem. She's Nancy Pelosi's problem. She's Nancy Pelosi's problem. 
And I personally am looking forward to her having to deal with it. I am looking forward to having Nancy Pelosi deal with it. And we can just kick back, eat the popcorn. Oh, yeah. And see how crazy it gets. So I just, while the Democrats have taken power, and yes, it it will be uh, the night of a thousand subpoenas. You just watch. The subpoenas are going to be everywhere. To get yourself worked up, as many people do, um, is unhelpful. What does Nancy Pelosi do? About Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and uh, this, this this freshman class of people who think they know it all. That's the question. That's Nancy's issue. Now, I, I will admit, I feel a little, you know, ugly about saying Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. I thought I, I, I thought I was, I thought I was done like that with that, you know. I thought that was out of my my life, but nope, no, it will not. There's there's a round two. And you have to deal with it. What I will get into is the strange fight between Mitt Romney and Donald Trump. Mitt Romney, now the senator from Utah. Donald Trump, president of the United States. You've seen pictures. Mitt Romney writes this op-ed in the Washington Post discussing President Trump's character and how it's wanting and he hasn't risen to the moment and he's done damage to the presidency and he's the supposed to be the moral leader of America and he's failed us and... It's 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 a full-on slap around. And many people have commented on it and discussed it and said, well, you, you accepted the, uh, the, the uh, endorsement of Donald Trump when you were running for Senate. Now you're going to do this to him? What kind of person are you? What kind of hypocrite are you? And it's been going back and forth and back and forth. But on Twitter, I had noticed that President Trump didn't really go hard at Mitt Romney. Said, you know, uh, Mitt Romney should support Republicans and, and want to win. I said, huh, that is very untrumpian of Donald Trump to put forth that tweet. Then there was the cabinet meeting yesterday. And at the cabinet meeting, you know, because Trump does these things in the open and, and he's taking questions. One of the questions was about Mitt Romney. I don't know if you heard what what the president said. So I was surprised at Mitt Romney, but we I just hope he's going to be a team player. And if he's a team player, uh, that'll be great. I will say this. If he fought really hard against President Obama like he does against me, he would have won the election. Does that make sense to you? If he fought the way he fights me, I'm telling you, he would have won the election. But I think he's going to end up being a team player. I think he agrees with uh, many of the things that we've done and many of the things that we have in mind, and we'll see what happens. That's a very un-Trumpian thing to say. Not timid. No, no, no. That's, that, that's not it. That's uh, not it. The last thing in the world that is is timid. Tepid, interesting. That is measured. And the question is, why? Why, why, why? For what reason is Trump not going full Trump on Mitt Romney? He needs him. 
he he needs it to uh to somehow uh he he needs Romney's vote in order to to do what? He still doesn't have 60 votes. You're still going to have to to to, to do some work. He he doesn't want to, he's got a more of a spread in terms of Republicans in the Senate. What is it about this that is different? And I asked, I was, is it the Rona uh, McDaniel, Romney McDaniel thing? You know, uh, the, the chairwoman of the GOP, the chairman of the GOP, I, I should say, because it was Marsha Blackburn, congressman from uh, from uh, Texas, you know, or she's now the governor? What did she just win? What did Marsha Blackburn, no, she's the senator. What did she just win? I literally, I just forgot. No, she was she was in, in 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 Congress. She is now a senator. She just won the Senate race, right in Tennessee. Thank you. I had once asked her this question when she was in Congress, congressman or congresswoman, and she says, "Well, you call him a freshman, not a fresh woman, so congressman." So I was like, "Okay," that and that's and that's how I I, I knew congressman, right? No 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 problem, no question there. Um, so it, I, I'm I'm kind of stunned by. This 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 maneuver here with Trump and 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 Romney and how this is supposed to work, right? You've got more people in the Senate. So what do you why is it so polite? I've been on this subject now for 24 hours. And I don't have a good answer for you. But I note and I know that it's different. And I wondered if this was about uh Rona uh, Romney McDaniel, because there is a family relationship there. Mitt Romney is her uncle, the chair, the chairman of the GOP. The, her uncle is is Mitt Romney, now the senator from Utah. So maybe that's it. I'm not sure, but it's different, and I cannot wait to figure out why or figure out how long it lasts. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's Trump trying something new. Maybe Trump does need something from him. Maybe there's something that he brings to the table. Maybe he sees an opportunity. Maybe he's turned a whole new leaf, and this is the newer, kinder Donald Trump. Done. Well, look, I'm just saying it's possible. I am just saying that this could be a whole new leaf, and now President Trump is just, he, he, it's more, you get more flies with honey than vinegar. Ain't nobody got time for that. All right, think what you will. I'm going to think the best of them. Elizabeth Warren running for president, and she is just the gift. See, I thought Casio-Cortez was going to be the gift that keeps on giving. Elizabeth Warren is trying to take that place. I've got that story coming up. I'm Tony Katz. So I got to ask the question on Twitter from Jared uh, asking me, uh, what are your thoughts on the article that was released saying that Trump would step down for immunity for his family. That's a, it's a Robert Mueller question, right? Like if, if uh, you promise that the family, there'll be no charges against uh, Donald Jr. or anybody else, I'll, I'll walk away. I don't know the article. I haven't read the article. However, I have said that before. I have said that before, that what bothers Donald Trump more than anything regarding Robert Mueller and the investigation is how it's going to make the family look, how it's going to make Don Jr. look, how it's going to make others look, 150%. That, that is what moves and motivates him. That facade of, of, of perfection, that is what moves him. No question about it.
And I, I, I've often said I wouldn't be surprised if he made a deal regarding the family. I still don't think he's stepping down, which leads to an interesting conversation. Tony Katz, 833-GOT-TONY. Let me know what you think. 833-468-8669. With the Democrats taking control of the House, there's a question of whether or not there's going to be impeachment. Right? You can go to uh, Nancy Pelosi on the Today Show saying that she's not going to rule out indictment or impeachment for President Trump. Remember, she didn't want to talk about impeachment during the campaign, didn't want to talk about impeachment. We shouldn't talk about impeachment. Now, well, you know, it's possible. Well, of course it's possible. You're Nancy Pelosi. Let's not kid ourselves here uh, about uh, what you're all about and what um, the, the, uh, the desires are. But your desires are different than the party's desires. Right. So Nancy Pelosi's job is to do things that allow Democrats to have successes and then grow upon those successes. A progressive member, a more progressive member, a radically more progressive member, much better of the party. Their job is to get reelected and to satisfy their rabid fan base. Right. That's their job. So a lot of those people, for example, Maxine Waters doesn't worry about the power of the Democrats or not. She worries about her power and she wants the impeachment. Some of the new members might also want the same, and their rabid fan base definitely wants the same. Nancy Pelosi takes a look at it and says, all right, if we impeach. Okay, so, so understand the, the situation. We, uh, push, we push impeachment. There now is a trial in the Senate where the chief justice is, is the arbiter, and then the senators are going to vote. There's a Republican majority in the Senate, He's not going to be impeached. Now we, or he's not going to be removed from office. We can impeach him as the House. He won't be removed from office from the Senate. Now, what does that do to the Democrats in 2020? By impeaching, do we make Donald Trump a martyr? Do we make him look sympathetic? Like he is being abused, like it has been a witch hunt all along do we therefore help him in his re-election bid or if it's not him some other republican or the republican party in general and do more damage than good this is a calculus that nancy pelosi has to work with what do you think that calculus is 833 got tony 833-468-8669 my gut is that they may have to impeach just to satisfy my, it's not, it, I didn't say it was a good move or a bad move, producer Ari. Settle yourself down. This isn't about whether or not they ever think something is the, a good move or a bad move. Why? What is the one thing I say every single time about the Democrats, Ari? That they overplay their hand? They overplay their hand on every single issue. Every single subject, again and again and again. This is what they do. This is who they are. They can't stop themselves. Let me give you an example. And the example is Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren is the greatest example of overplaying their hands. She was asked questions the other day about running for president. It's a gaggle. You might, maybe you didn't hear it. Let me, let me play some of it for you. 
she's asked some tough, tough questions by the reporters. What's your message to the Democratic primary voter who says, I love where Senator Warren stands on the issues, but I worry about electability. I worry about a campaign more about Native American ancestry than the middle class. You know, look, I'm in this fight because I understand what's happening to working families. I grew up in a paycheck to paycheck family. And my big chance was a commuter college that cost $50 a semester. I run for office because I'm grateful down to my toes for the opportunities that were given to me. And I am determined that we will give those same opportunities, not just to some of our kids, but to all of our kids. I think when we fight for something positive, for something big, when we show, not just tell, but show what Democrats will get out there and make happen, I think that's how we win. So that's how we win. The first question she's asked is about her Native American heritage and how that's interfering with her ability to to connect to people. What's the next question? Do you think your politics are too polarizing um, for a national audience? You know, look, the way I see it right now, Washington works great for giant drug companies, but just not for people who are trying to get a prescription filled. Washington works great for for-profit colleges and uh, student loan outfits, but not for young people who are getting crushed by student loan debt. And you could keep going through the list. The problem we've got right now in Washington is that it works great for those who've got money to buy influence. And I'm fighting against that, and you bet, it's going to make a lot of people unhappy. But at the end of the day, I don't go to Washington to work for them. Our government should be working for the people, and that's the movement I'm going to lead. She's leading a movement now. Having to pivot from the Native American nonsense and her very radical views. Those are some tough questions that she had to pivot from. So what is she doing to pivot? What did I say? I started as the progressive left or the left or the Democrats always overplay their hand. Elizabeth Warren website is now connecting claims of our Native American heritage to people who questioned whether former President Obama was born in the United States. She makes the claim that she's Native American. It has been proven that she has one 1,024th Native American. She has less in her that would make her connect to a Native American than an average American. And she's now saying it is equivalent to birtherism. You tell me, does the left overplay their hand every single time or what? Every single time, every single way. It says from the fact squad, there's a fact squad. I didn't know there was a fact squad. Let me. I think you need your own theme music when you when you got a fact squad, right? When racism and slurs become political strategy. During Elizabeth Warren's first Senate campaign in 2012, the right-wing machine invented a 100% false story that Elizabeth lied about her heritage and used it to advance her career. They've called Elizabeth Pocahontas and used racist depictions of Native American history, culture, and people to make Elizabeth the butt of the joke. No. 
they listened to what she said, and the people said, stop talking, crazy lady. Get it, you nit! And you're a liar. The American people said, you are a liar. It's not disgusting. There were no slurs. Calling her Focahontas is not a slur. It might be a bad pun, but it's not a slur. The slur is her claiming she was Native American for financial uh, and, and, and social advancement, which is exactly what she did. You think that the other people, the people who noticed this, are the ones uh, guilty here? That they perpetuate harmful stereotypes that Native communities continue to fight against. Show us your papers. Release your birth certificate. It's all part of the right's disgusting effort to use race baiting and fear mongering to distract our country and divide our people while they rig the system for the rich and the powerful. It, she has no shot. But you know, Trump's right. You know, the idea that people think that, that Trump wants her to run, I think that's right. Because she's an easy easy target you better believe they want her in the race she's gonna take oxygen and she's well playing this game this game's a loser it's no way to start a no way to start a campaign i'm tony katz so guy goes to burger king gets locked in the bathroom which is not the start of, of, of a joke. It's actually something that happened. Guy goes to Burger King. He's minding his own business. He's like, hmm, I could use a Whopper. But first, allow me to relieve myself. Let me make room for said Whopper is what I have to do uh, right there. Curtis Bruner. He's a... Uh, Walks into the bathroom and he goes, ah, oh, I feel better. Here, let me now leave uh, the 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 bathroom. Up, oh, well, that's funny. The hand, hand is a little stuck. It's a, huh. Let me try. Let me try it again. Oh, huh? This thing is really stuck. Let me let me try. Let me just let me try. Uh, holy crap! I'm stuck in the bathroom, and for an hour, a little over an hour. This poor guy was stuck in a Burger King bathroom, which I think most of us can can realize is not where you want to be stuck, right? It was uh, it was um, it was unpleasant. Uh, he told uh, the local paper the cleanliness of the place was less than desirable. Highway bums use it as a changing room. It's not a pleasant smelling place. Being locked in there for an over an hour, you smell like that when you get out. He said highway bums. He's well, I can't make up highway bums. I'm Tony Katz. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. So he's uh sitting there and before he leaves the restaurant, uh he goes, oh, "I was sitting in the lobby trying to ca- calm down. The manager came over and said, "Anytime you come in here, it's free meals on us." I eat at Burger King almost daily and I was so I was uh, grateful uh for for the offer. So the, he knew the bathroom was was gross and used it anyway. I just want to put that out there. He's he, he's a regular. 
I, I, I do guess. Uh, but after two weeks of taking advantage of the deal, at least once a day, at least once a day, the restaurant stopped comping his food because the district office said, no, we're not doing that. Don't be ridiculous. We're not doing that. So this guy sued Burger King. Burger King now is being sued. They have to uh, either um, honor uh, the offer or pay, and this is the best, $9,026.16, which is the cost of buying a Whopper combo a week for 22 years. First of all, I'd just give him the nine grand too. The crazy part about this is, is that here's a here's a manager's like, listen, I feel so bad about this. You know what? Come in, uh, your meals are on me. This guy took that as an opportunity to say, oh great, every meal. That's what you do. You're a terrible person. You're you are you are the worst human being in the world, producer Ari. You're terrible. What are you talking about? This, what are you, uh, offer free food. Why am I not going to take advantage of that? Because you got locked in the bathroom for an hour, and you don't deserve a lifetime. That of he free shouldn't meals. have offered it. He shouldn't have offered this. What he should have said is, "Hey, listen. Here's a here's a couple of free ones on me. I'm really sorry. That's what he should have done. But he said it this way. You took advantage. You think that that's your cue to take advantage of it." Let me give you an example. This is actually a, a gosh, I shouldn't. No, you have to. I shouldn't. You have to. If I I'm I'm gonna say it this way, because that way I, I I don't endanger anything. If I say, you know what, I really appreciate you, you know, uh, let's go out to dinner. Dinner's on me. Do you order the most expensive thing on the menu? Where are we going? Uh, we're going to pick a steakhouse. I, I do it right. I'm no, I mean, I no, I'd be courteous. I would order something reasonable. Okay, and that's the rational response, by the way. Because if I say, you know what, hey, you know, you're doing a great job here, Ari, which you're not, but you're doing a great job. Uh, you just, you know what, just do dinner, dinner. It's 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 on me. Let let's go. And we sit down, and it's a steak place. And you order the largest steak, regardless of whether you like it. And then you order uh, a couple of uh, shots of Johnny Walker Blue. Right, which run you a hundred plus dollars a shot. I'm never going to speak to you again. I would drop you as as fast as can be. And people do this all the time. Oh, uh, eh, they they're taking me out, so I'm I'm shooting the moon. Oh yeah, we got this. I was on the bus, so I got all that. What's wrong with people? If this guy had just come in and said, you know what, all right, I got a few meals out of it, it was good. Just come in for like I don't know two three weeks and. Twice a week, he'd still probably be getting the deal. He took advantage of it because he he actually thinks did he actually think being locked in a bathroom for an hour was worth thousands of dollars? You were inconvenienced. Don't get me wrong, and and that no one could break it down is a little crazy. That you couldn't wait a second. Could he not climb? Was it a stall? Could he climb over? Could he climb under? Oh, to get out, yeah. to get out of the bathroom yeah. was locked. Oh, I thought it was just like the stall, which was like, oh, that became pretty confusing, right? There's no doubt that there might be something there that got locked and the restaurant's got to deal with it. But come on. Every day, you're going to go two, three times a day? That You're being abusive. I'm not, I'm not surprised uh, by this. I am surprised that Apple... 
has uh, changed its uh, outlook regarding uh, the, the selling of, of iPhones. They're blaming China. They're blaming uh, China, and they have had a, a rough few months. I think many of the tech companies, the FANG stocks, right? So you have Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google, FANG, as it's uh, thought of. Uh, the company's lost $450 billion approximately in market share uh, since uh, it peaked out at $1.1 trillion last year. Uh, they think that fiscal that revenue for the fiscal first quarter is going to be about $9 billion lower than previous projections. And this has to do with the fact that they say that uh, iPhones are not selling in China the way they thought uh, they would. Now, they, I think the argument is they miscalculated on the iPhone X. Right? And I say that, and I'm a guy looking at a new iPhone now. Dude, I, my, my, I can't get off the grid. I can't get off uh, the grid. I, I I would I would love to. I would love to, but it, it's it, it. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. That's it. I have we have videos to create. We've got live things that we're doing. You know, the show streams on the Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Tony Katz Radio. And then starting Monday, we got a whole new system going on. I. I you need to be able to have the, that that tech for what it is we do. No, I don't want a smartphone. I want to light my phone on fire. But there's there's a, a lot of ways we communicate and create content, and you do that with with the phone, right? This this brick, this 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 beautiful brick that I got, technological brick here. That's what I do it with. So now I'm I'm looking for another one, and we'll trade it down, and we'll we'll, get the, we'll move them around, and my wife will get this one, and then kid will get that one. Kids with iPhones. There's nothing that drives me more crazy. Drives me absolutely out of my mind. Children. Now, if you're in high school, okay. It's a way to reach a child. Middle school, depending on whether or not you're a working family, okay. I see kids in elementary school with, with phones. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. I swear to you. I'm, uh, I, 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 want, I want to look at those parents and say, wow, you are just terrible. Now, maybe they've got a reason, I, but they're no more terrible than, than the, the kids who have three gaming systems. There are kids out there who have Xbox and PlayStation 4, and they have, they have the Xbox, uh, you know, one, right? So the Xbox and then PlayStation, and they have a Nintendo Switch. It's like, what, what, what are you doing? Your kid doesn't need any of it. Never mind all three of them. Don't you know how to say no? Say no. Say no. And by the way, I have friends who are, who are listening to this who are, I'm surprised my phone hasn't blown up by now. It's crazy because because uh, you're lovely people. It's wrong. It's crazy. It is just the worst. But anyway, Apple is uh, is down. It, it traded down. Uh, see where it kind of ends up. But yeah, I, I think that pe- this was kind of, people were waiting for it. They were kind of expecting it and saying, okay, finally, we see the human side of Apple. And there's also a moment of, you know what? People have bought what they're going to buy. And I say this all the time, and I'm always a little surprised by how maybe not. Like people really do want the the new shiny thing. 
And so they're they're willing to buy because it's it's a place where you can show status. So I'll give you an example. You, you never lived in, in Los Angeles. I, I lived in Los Angeles for six years. Your status is not your house. Your status is your car. There is no more car-crazed culture than Los Angeles, California. First, traffic is so horrendous that you're in your car often, and often for hours at a time. Now, I've lived in D.C., and I've lived in Los Angeles. I'm much happier in the Midwest. Oh, my gosh. It's really, it's really unbelievable. Um, the, D.C. traffic is, is worse than L.A. traffic uh, because uh, it never snowed in Los Angeles. But it snows in D.C., and everything comes to an end. I was in Atlanta during the, during the, the Christmas break there, uh, and that traffic's just, those people are surreal. I don't know how they, I don't know how people do downtown Atlanta. It's a mind scramble of a thing. Anyway, that's, that's not the point I make. Um, you, housing is so strange in LA for where you have to live, for work and things like that, that you can't often tell by the house and the house prices are so absolutely crazed inflated anyway. So status is car. And I knew plenty of people and heard plenty of stories of people who drove Mercedes and lived in the Mercedes. Oh, actors and everything else. They wanted to show that level of of, of success. The phone. See, I love watches. Oh, gosh, do I love watches, which is weird because I I don't wear one. And one of the reasons I don't wear one is that unless I can buy what it is that that I want, I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not there. There are there are no Casios on my wrist. That's just not the way that 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 it's working. Well, Tony, what are you interested in? Paddock Philippe. Go ahead. Just, just just look it up. Yeah. Enjoy. IWC. Uh, the the uh, Tag Heuer Monaco. That's probably the least expensive of the things that I'm interested in. I'm sorry. Are you okay, Ari? You all right, Ari, with the paddock fully? Dude, this is a million dollar. Not the million dollar ones. More like the $25,000 ones are more the things I'm interested in. It still tells time um, the same way. IWC. And I don't, I don't like moon phase or anything else. I like a very simple face uh, to, to a watch. Corum. Uh, uh, has a couple of absolutely exquisite uh, timepieces, very, very uh, unique and 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 fun, right? That is a status symbol, for sure, a hundred percent. But you, so many people can't afford that. I'm, I don't know. Do you see a watch on here? The only watch I own is from uh, Rocky Mountain. It's the Second Amendment watch, and it's the Tony Katz edition. I actually have my own edition watch. I I should bring. I should I should take some photos of that one day. It's it's very very cool. Um. A uh, phone is status. Everybody has one, and you get to kind of express who you are with the phone. So that is what I think keeps those sales moving in a lot of ways. But there has to come a moment where you're like, you know what? I'm I'm just going to take pictures and take videos and make phone calls. That's it. Actually, don't even make phone calls anymore. Just text. I'm good. And I think there comes a moment where where that that caps out. Now I'm always surprised that the moment keeps getting pushed off. Maybe this with Apple losing its its valuation like this, uh, and 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 showing uh, that they're going to have a reduction in sales. Maybe maybe we've reached the moment. Maybe I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. So Ari was like going through status symbol. And there there are two others, right? So the first one was a question about suits. Are suits a status symbol? 
I think the answer to that is used to be. I don't know if, because we're talking about how cars are our status symbol and this this all comes from apple which has uh, projected lower uh, sales uh, uh, of of the uh last quarter and it's sending the markets into a bit of upheaval they're saying that there were fewer sales uh depressed sales in china uh, and that's what what has led to all of this they've lost about 450 billion dollars worth of cap think about that they've lost 450 billion dollars worth of cap they're still worth over a half a billion dollars um, over over the last, since October, so just over the last three months, uh, and and that's not all trade war, people. Everyone just settle down. Um, but I was wondering, how is, is it possible that people have slowed down their their phone buying? Even though the phone, I think today for a lot of people is status symbol. The phone is big uh, status symbol. Uh, a car, Los Angeles, that car culture is status symbol, right? A watch. And we were going over watches and some people were like, Tony, you you like some very expensive things. And the answer is, hell yeah, dude, what's up? I'm not, I'm not ashamed of that. Then the quote is, okay, what about suits? Um, I love a good suit. The problem is, I think the idea of a good suit has changed. Right? Um, and, and style certainly changed. That's one thing. But it... I find, now I'm a guy who buys off off the rack. It's not that I wouldn't have a suit made for myself. It's that I don't yet have that need, right? If I can find an interesting blazer, which is more of, of what I, I, I wear, um, I, I'm good. But, I'm, but interesting and, and more stylized to me is more important than, than the more classic look. And I think that suit, a status symbol, was based on classic look, the idea of the Armani suit. I don't think that exists as much. However, the other one you brought up, Ario, I think is very real, and that's shoes. Kicks are real. That is real. There is a whole culture uh, and magazines and, and, and websites dedicated to sneakers. You laugh all you want. It is real. The collections that people have. And I have found over the last year, that shoes and, and, and different shoes have started to really grow on me. And I tell this story, this is very true, when I was living in L.A. and just breaking into radio, which was me talking basically to myself for an hour a day, trying to get on radio stations. I owned at the time, I mean, I, we had lost everything, right? The downturn and we lost the business and it was a total disaster, 2008, 2009, total disaster, lost the house, lost it all. And I owned two pairs of dress shoes. Uh, both from Florsheim and in black and in oxblood, uh, a, a burgundy. Um, and I wore them to everything. If I got invited to speak somewhere, I, I, I wore them. I was at a conference. I wore, I wore them everywhere and I wore them out. I wore holes through the, through the shoes, but I was broke. I could not afford new shoes. So I put duct tape over the shoes and, and, I did an event in Minnesota with Herman Cain, the former radio host, a former presidential candidate, in freezing rain. And I and I was in those shoes. I actually I still have them. They're 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 in frames. Can't forget where you came from. So when I find a a, a good pair of shoes, um, Converse I've been enjoying as sneakers. I've, I've been trying to work on the whole dress shoe uh, thing. Kind of build it out. Johnson & Murphy, I find, makes a, a good one for me.
But yeah, it's a shoes. Shoes are real. That's that's my shoe story. We'll do more of this tomorrow, everyone. Take care.